All right. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Fiquez, the Ballpark Hunter, and you're listening to the Ballpark Hunter podcast. And with me today is the Director of Baseball Operations for the Newport Goals, Mr. Michael Focone. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thanks so, for having ha- me. No problem. So how's uh, the weather right now in Newport, Rhode Island, where you're based out of? We are uh, we're doing pretty well up here, probably right around 80 degrees, sunny. Um, haven't had uh, we had a little bit of spurt of rain last night uh which the field definitely needed but um no we're, we're beautiful baseball weather all week it's been awesome and we got a game later today that we're looking forward okay. to okay great great and you know the reason why i brought michael on was the fact that uh cardine's field is, is where your ball club plays out of has to be one of the most unique quirky distinctive places that the game is played not only in New England, but I think all across uh, the planet. And I'm not sure what makes it distinct. There's so many things I can talk about. But, Michael, I want to get an expert. If you're explaining this ballpark to somebody and it's dimensions or it's seating, like, like what are the, what's the first thing you say to people about Cardines? Um, I, I always introduce Cardines as historic. Cardines there you go. Field because old, old is correct, but – it's so much more than that. There's so much history involved in this place and uh, very, very unique. Um, I get, you know, so used to it being, being here so, so long and being at the ballpark every day in the summer um, for multiple, multiple hours, um, you know, you kind of get numb to it, but um, yeah, that's really how I would just, you did a good description there. Um, Corky, uh, old time, old time baseball, uh, just very, very great place to watch a game and experience even walking by. Oh yeah. Yeah. Walking by. I think the first time I noticed it was uh 2002 January, obviously no baseball oh. was taking place there. And mm-hmm. uh, I was up there for a teacher convention with my mother and I was like, what the heck is this place? And it just, it looked old. It looked like it was from the early 1900s, maybe even the 19th century. It's very distinct. And mm-hmm. I said, I got to get back to a game here. And uh, lo and behold, I did that several years later. Uh, then I started writing the original article for the website Stadium Journey. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of research. And baseball does date back to the 1800s there. And right. it was an area called the Basin. It was a source of water for steam locomotives serving Newport. And mm-hmm. the stagnant water just was unpleasant to the neighborhood there. And Lo and behold, things were drained. They started building a backstop. They started adding bits and pieces. And, and this is what you have today. You have a uh, stone bleachers. You have a WPA uh, ballpark. Like, like the grandstand itself, a lot of people get confused. They say, oh, that was built in 1908, 1918. But, I mean, the current stadium was sometime around 1936. Yeah, yeah, thereabouts, thereabouts, yeah. sure. Yeah, sort oh. of like a and, and built in patchwork style. So each section's yeah. a little different. Piece by piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's the first thing you see when you cross over the bridge uh, onto it's what's called the Quidnick Island. Um, with, for those of you who've been to Rhode Island, uh, you go over the bri- couple bridges and get into our city here of Newport. And within two minutes or so, you know, you're coming right off the bridge. It's one of the first things you see. So yes. uh, it becomes synonymous with, with the city that 
also is very rich in culture. Um, so it kind of plays really well into what we have going on here as a, as a community. Yeah. And I, I think some of the yachts that are harbored <laughs> a few yards away might be bigger <laughs> than the stadium. It's uh, definitely bigger. Definitely, yeah, more, definitely yeah. more work going on those on a daily basis than oh. has been on this thing in the past 20 years. I know. I tell you, Newport, if, if, you, if you're listening, you haven't been to Newport, Rhode Island during the summer. It's, it's definitely a great tourist place to visit. Wonderful places to shop for antiques, lobster out the wazoo, <laughs> and this quirky little ballpark that features. And I'll just I'll just name some of the things. Uh, the dugouts are on the first base side, not just home but away. <laughs> and then you have the field that just juts into different directions because it hits a neighborhood street and houses. You know, you have I think there was one gentleman who has his deck that comes up right to the outfield wall and left field. And you have these tall fences. You have these giant trees in the background and, and it, it, I've never seen anything like it. And, and if, you know, folks who are listening to the show who are not familiar with Newport uh, Cardine's field, you know, go online and check it out on YouTube. And, and there's plenty of videos out there that describe this place. Uh, but the one thing I was impressed with is that you guys attract quite a bit of people to the ballpark. You know, it's a tourist town. Sometimes that doesn't work for baseball, but you guys make it work there. You'll, you'll pack that park it on a consistent basis. What's the secret? What's, what are some of the things you have to do to make sure that happens on a regular basis? Um, well, it's really one of the, it's now the only baseball team in Rhode Island oh. or of, high level baseball here. We have no more minor league teams here. I know. Um, we're about an hour and a half from Boston, which most Rhode Islanders are Red Sox fans. So uh, that geographical placement is uh, probably Ideal. number one benefit for us. Um, you know, the, the kind of caliber of baseball that's being played down there. Um, but each and every morning, uh, because we're, we don't own the field, uh, the city of Newport still owns it. Uh, we're one of the users of the field. So kids who play Babe Ruth, American Legion, uh, Sunset League. high school over here still play it. But um, it's up to us every game day to transform it into what you see uh, at 635 at first pitch or 5 p.m. when um, when we open the gates. So we're, we're putting out all of our American flags. We're putting out all of our banners. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, we're right on that main strip. So. We have a ton of, and we've been around since 2000, 2001. Um, so we've drummed up a pretty solid fan base locally. And then you have all those, you have hundreds of thousands of, of folks coming into the ballpark, to the city each and every day. So they're seeing, oh, game today, game today. What's, you know, what's yeah. going on? What is this? What is this? And one of the things that I think also helps us is, we are a nonprofit organization. We're community-based and we're community-driven. So our tickets are $5 for adults, $2 senior military and teens, $1 for kids. So for those who want to just pop their head in for a moment, they're invited in rather than, you know, saying even $20, $30, $40. Come catch an inning or two uh, for 5 bucks, 10 bucks for you, know, you and your, your spouse or your, your significant other, maybe kids. You're going in the ballpark for $20 maybe max. Um, so I think that helps us a lot and really just our marketing efforts uh, throughout the year and then come summertime, um, you know, definitely help that as well. But um, many, many different factors uh, we, that we've been fortunate to be one of the most, uh, most attended 
summer collegiate teams, at least in the country. Yeah. And that's, that's impressive. The $5 price tag. And that's been that way for quite some time. It's not, yes, yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, there are some ballparks you can go to where you may be paying that much, but you know, you're not getting that history lesson. You're not getting that. Oh, wow. Look at this place, you know, and uh, even, you know, even the gift shop there, it's not inside the stadium. It's outside the stadium on the street. You know, this, it's like a window and there's somebody in there and you're like, Hey, let's check out the, the merchandise there. Like everything is just, you know, from another era and you're, you're right. You got the bunting up there uh, for game day and it says game today, you know, just something you would have seen hundreds of years ago at a ballpark. And you're right. You, you come in off the bridge, there's a stadium. It's one of the first things you see. And it's so close to the, the main street right there. It's, uh, you mm-hmm. know, a foul ball is going to can cross over the street and land into uh, the parking lot. Or I think there's a hospital across the street, correct? Um, we have a fire, uh, a fire department. That, that's it, the fire department. And yeah. I think par- I think the parking for the stadium is offered at the tourist center yes. as well. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. And yep. so it's just there, there's so many things to love about it. Uh, the one thing I enjoyed is your uh, public announcer, Don O'Hanley, who uh, <laughs> yes, he is. I tell you, if, if you just pay five bucks to listen to him for a couple innings, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's quite the experience there because he just has this dry sense of humor. And and it's you know, he says things like touching folks, if any ball goes foul and you decide to chase it. You'll be spending the night at the local hospital. And yeah, he's unique. He's he's, unique. He's unique. Yeah. He fits the theme very well too, because he's celebrating his, uh, his 89th birthday this year. So, okay. He's just as historic 89. um, Yes, sir. Yeah. Good for him. And and how long has he been with the the club for since day one, since Since day day one. one. Yeah. And, and yeah, he just comes out and he, and you know, he sits in a press area that, if you look at it, it has a bunch of wires and plugs all over the place. And you're like, Holy crap. How is this? <laughs> Somebody could just pull a plug out. It could just screw up the whole, the whole night. It's, it's, it's almost like a patchwork frame, but let's not say that. Yeah. Okay. Let's not say that. Yeah. No, That's no. Good. And we, we devious been, person comes in. Yeah. Right. Well, we, we do a broad, I mean, our broadcast is second and on our media department. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to pull off what they do and get it oh, as yeah. opposed to, a, a, you know, an ESPN-like production. As you said, with all those wires and everything yes. running. I mean, Cardines wasn't built for no. uh, uh, for HD quality. No, it wasn't. Enter- and entertainment. No, no, it wasn't. I was listening to uh, uh, Burlington Sock Puppets on another uh, podcast. Um, and they were talking about how ESPN has come in there for their all-star game to record it with high production level. And they were having trouble because that, that's a, an older ballpark, too, from mm-hmm. the 1930s. Uh, what kind of, and, you know, and then you just mentioned how it's it's a little, you know, they put, the production team does a great job making sure that your games look good on television. Uh, what are some of the challenges of being in an older ballpark? Like, what are some of the things you do a little bit differently that some of the new ones ha- offer? Um, well, getting that stadium ready for for game day um the ballpark is pretty old the field as well just being right near the water here um gets super super dried dried out there's a lot of play 
on that field okay. uh, with other organizations playing. So getting it just ready for top division one talent to be playing ball on it um, takes, takes a good amount of efforts, takes a, a lot of teamwork uh, and then getting the stands um, not, not all dusty, getting them all, all cleaned up, um, you know, making it nice and, and uh, professional looking. Those are some of the challenges that we face um, just really getting it to a level of uh, play that mirrors our, our, our players there. So um, those are some of the challenges, definitely the parking situation. You know, we, we are lucky that the city of Newport are great supporters of, of us uh, and what we're doing and allow folks to park over there for, for only $2 with a game that's, ticket and anywhere else price. in Newport, you're paying upwards of 20, 30, $40 to park for, for a couple hours. So oh. um, that was, that's a challenge that they assist us with. Um, then neighbors and then the ball park uh, neighborhood that we're yes. situated in a um, little bit of a challenge. Most folks are, are super accommodating, but of course there's, there's going to be turnover and new neighbors, people buying houses, renting for the summer that uh, inevitably will get uh, a baseball or two in their yard. Um, so a little bit of a challenge, but nothing um, too severe to overcome. And um, something we've, we've gotten used to and, and been able to, uh, to work through. Um, but it's just maintaining that pretty old, uh, old ballpark there, sprucing up all of our, our storage areas, making sure those things don't get flooded and stay dry. Okay. Um, little things like that. Yeah. Cause so th does that happen a lot flooding or is that a little more common than, than, than I think? Um, in some of our storage areas a okay. little bit. Yep. Yeah, because we're, I mean, there's no, there's no clubhouse, no locker rooms, oh, yeah. nothing like that uh, underneath the stands there. Um, so in terms of an irrigation system, that's, that's on. Wow. Um, ourselves here um and yeah it gets, and, gets a little a little dicey here and there and, and level and such and could improvements be made to to correct that or is the ballpark its location just um, so old that it doesn't it's yeah it, yes yes and no. i mean it, you can always make no matter i mean if you have enough money you can make okay. you can make improvements to, to almost anything we can make this place look like uh look like fenway park yeah um, or rather maybe look like uh, SoFi Stadium if we had enough money to. But um, yeah, it's all it's 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 all good stuff. Um, again, really minor than it, it allows us to have that character um, too and yeah. work through. You know, each and every summer is is a different adventure. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at just some of the videos. I mean, you got fans coming in through these narrow gates. The concourses are very small as well. And you know, I just think if you went someplace new that had wide open concourses or the bells and whistles of a 21st century ballpark. I think some people would miss that old school charm. They would be a little oh, bit absolutely. disappointed, but maybe from your side, you'd be a little happier just because. No, I, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I love it. I love every, yeah. <laughs> every square inch of that place. And trust me, I've, I think I've touched and tried and scrubbed and washed okay. and, room and everything every square inch of that place so i've come to to know the nooks and crannies of that uh that ballpark for sure uh, i hear you now obviously uh you're not or you're not where are you i guess i should ask the question are you a new england native no no okay. so i um was born and raised on long island nice in new york and i attended salve regina here in newport rhode island for college okay and 
interned for the team, uh, interned for the uh, the owners and the management of uh, the team at the time, and stuck around and uh, yeah, continued continued my time after uh, because I was still going to school here in Newport. Continued my internship past the summer, and then one thing led to another, and, and here I am now. Um, and and how seven, long? How, how many seven years later? Oh, six or seven years later. So yeah, something, something like that. So so you're that success story. You were an intern. And now you have a full-time gig with the ball club. Yeah, I got yeah. no success story. We haven't won anything uh, since I've been here. We're okay. the most storied franchise in the uh, the league. So I don't know if I, I've brought them you know, any success <laughs> well, here uh, on the field. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting ride, to, you know, to say the least. That's for sure. Yeah, I had uh, Mike Bell on from the uh, Wilson Tobbs of the Coastal Plain League. And uh, yep. 11 years ago, he started off as an intern. And now he's their GM. And there's another older ballpark that has, you know, a lot of nooks and crannies you got to take care of. So it's it's good to hear those stories because, you know, in another in a former life, I was hmm. trying to get involved in, in baseball and work for various franchises and different sports. And I gave it up after a few years. <laughs> I was I was done with it. So, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's good. It, 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 it's definitely a lot. Baseball operations is um, is a very very time time commitment very time definitely very, you know, a lot a lot you have to be i mean at any time anything can happen at that ballpark or around yeah. around town whatever it may be and you gotta kind of have to be on call at all times during the season at least yeah and i'm just thinking the hours you put in it's it, it's not a nine to five job and when you have a a few games during the week it can it can be a little taxing yeah no we're, we're, we're lucky that we have um because we share it with a few a few other teams and organizations. We're lucky we have a bit of a set schedule at home, nice. at least. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, at home is great for our organization, great for our, our interns, our volunteers. But, you know, I, I guess one of the first questions you had asked about the marketing piece of it, people know that Monday, Wednesday, Friday are the games. So although when you pass by you see the game today you see the american flags uh the monday wednesday friday has been ingrained in folks now for over 20 years um which honestly if we have a a game just so happens there's always one or two a year where we're not playing on a monday wednesday friday well folks still showing up to the ballpark just because they don't even look at the schedule they don't even bother look at the schedule they just go go uh, on on instinct you know what? That that's awesome to to say that. Hey, you know they just come to the ballpark whether they yep. they know we have a game or not because it's Monday, Wednesday, or uh, Friday. Now, any special promotions you do on those days, or is it just? Yeah, well, each, honest each and ball. every each and every night is a different theme. It's a different promotion. Uh, tonight is our American Heroes Night, so police, fire, and EMT. Okay. Uh, Wednesday was Military Appreciation Night. We have Little League nights and. Uh, all sorts of fun, fun activities for, for the kids and for families. Um, so no matter what you get at the, uh, no matter what day you're there, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, beginning of June, mid July, end of the season, you're going to have a different experience uh, in the ballpark, which uh, is something that we, we take a lot of pride in. And another one of those, those marketing pieces that we really try to uh, try to accomplish because we don't want the same mundane over and over type, uh, type feel. Um, and it's because of the sponsors and because of all, all the folks who, um, help present those games that we're allowed or 
able to keep tickets so low and that's not our, our driving revenue source is not our ticket prices. You know, it's all the, our sponsors and, and great supporters um, here in the city of Newport and Aquidneck Island and, and the state of Rhode Island for sure. All right. So I guess uh, a few more questions I have, if uh, someone to see, if somebody were to come see a game, uh, obviously before the game, what would you suggest for them to do around Newport? Like what are the must places to eat? Where are they coming to from? Visit? Where, where are they coming well, from? Well, you know what? Let's say they're coming from uh, Indiana. They, okay. I, they're like, oh, Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, somebody told me this was a nice place to, to visit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you got to check out. You got to check out the mansions. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that's pretty significant. You know, Vanderbilt, Carnegie, uh, all of those folks um, who have these lavish, uh, just extravagant mansions that they built over a century ago, uh, but are still being kept in pristine condition still being kept up with. You got to check out, you know, you got to cruise down to, to Be- on Bellevue Avenue and then on to Ocean Drive where some of the newer mansions and uh, super homes uh, are located. So doing that little cruise down Bellevue Avenue onto Ocean Drive and, and just going down the coastline, uh, that's something you absolutely need to do if you come out to Newport, Rhode Island. Um, you can go down to one. And I, there's no one in particular that, that I want to shout out or give a uh, specific to, but get a lobster roll. Oh um, yeah. You know, it's very new England esque. I don't think I ever had one until, I mean, even a couple of years ago, frankly, I wasn't much of a seafood guy. You know, I, uh, I don't think I've ever had one either. You know, oh, they're good. They're good. They, they, they're good. Yeah. I love lobster. They look good. I yeah. just, for some reason, um, yeah, I think they're, they're solid. Yeah, um, no, they have to be solid. I, I know McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's offers a lobster roll in New England. That's that's crazy to think you get lobster at a McDonald's, but it makes sense. I don't know if that's that's lobster there, man. Yeah, but, I don't know. They, they, they call it lobster. That's they for call sure, it but, lobster, but um, yeah. yeah maybe go go down. You know, check out the water. Um, check out some of those, as you mentioned, those yachts. Um, oh yeah. You got some super yachts that pair with the super super mansions. Um, those would be the, the things I'd say before you get over to our game, um, really just take a walk, um, take in the scenery, the beaches, especially if you're from Indiana, go yes. check out those beaches and um, yeah, really just take a nice leisurely walk. It is new England. Um, you know, pretty uh, slow moving pace over here. I'm from New York. So it's a, it's a world different than when I go back home. Yeah. Um, those would be the, the touristy type things you got to check out. Cause those, those mansions, I mean, I've been here now cause I went to school here as well. Um, they're still awesome to go see and learn about and know the history behind it. I mean, there's just so much history here. And actually this week, uh, as you're, as you're speaking with me, we have the tennis hall of fame. We have the international tennis hall of fame and they host a, uh, ATP event, uh, tournament each and every year. So, um, go check out the hall of fame, uh, right now. I mean, I think as we speak, Andy Murray, who is a former world number one is, is playing. So, um, definitely a, a rich in history uh, community. Yeah. Cause like I said, I write for stadium journey. And when we review a ballpark, we talk about the neighborhood, we talk about the restaurants, you know, there, there's some great ballparks and towns where there's not much going on and Newport is definitely not one of them. And uh, I think you guys hit a four out of five on our fanfare score. Uh, just because the, the, where's, where's the last point? What happened to the five out of five? Uh, you know what? I come on. You know what? The guy who did this oh, is Jumbo from John? the guy. I don't know. The guy who wrote this now is from uh, he's from Rhode Island. Paul Baker. OK, <laughs> I'm not oh. called Paul out, but he definitely could be a homer. But 
I, I think maybe the food and beverage wasn't oh. up there. Well, we don't have, I mean, yeah. in terms of beverage, we don't have any alcoholic beverages. So I know. I know. But make... Now, is that, is that a city ordinance or just. It's a mixture, a mixture of, yeah. of our decision in conjunction with just historically, we haven't ventured into that um, at the ballpark and a yeah, bunch of different factors yeah. uh, as a joint, uh, joint uh, decision. Now, all parties. Now, when I was there, there was a bar down the right field that had an enclosed patio. And I've oh, heard yeah. that. Is that still there or is it a, is it something that, else? Yeah, that uh, that structure is still there. Um, same same setup, but it is no longer a bar where you can go okay. grab a beer off the street um, or go go grab a burger, um, you know, on a Tuesday yeah. at, at four. So it's no longer that, but it is. Um, you can still go watch some of our ball games there. Um, we actually use it as a, a private event space. Um, oh, that's nice. what it's used for throughout the whole year. Um, we don't own that that structure and, and that facility, but um, we partnered up with the folks who do own it. So um, yeah, still still there. You can still watch a game from uh, from that area, just not exactly how it was uh, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, because I think when I was there about five years ago, yep. yeah, I think okay. it was about five five or six. Yeah. It was called the. 1909 bar and you go there get some yeah the public house there you go you go there get some eat drink a beer that was like the only part of the stadium you can do that yeah but you weren't really inside you were inside the stadium but not kind of not kind of you didn't have yeah you didn't have to buy a ticket to get in there so adding to the quirkiness of uh of the proceedings so it's uh Mm -hmm. so not do you still bring in food trucks down the third baseline so we don't do that we have uh um so since you've been here been here We've done everything now in-house. Uh, we have our own concession Good. stand. Um, so we're cooking burgers and dogs and, and sausage, peppers, all that oh, stuff yeah. out of our, our concession stand. Yeah. So we got that back up and running. Yeah. And that's that's kind of all you need is just uh, some sausage, some bur- hot yeah. dogs, burgers, you know, that's, uh, you know, need all to, you I know. Eat in the summertime. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I went to a game in Cincinnati, uh, another summer collegiate league, and they had a small grill, hot dog, sausages, burgers, Pepsi for everything was a buck, okay. you know, and, yeah. and they charged the, you know, it was a nice small little ballpark. I'm like, wow, this is this is a nice little deal here, but it's, you know, a much smaller organization uh, that they do those things at, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, like I tell people, you'd be surprised how many different places have a baseball team during the summer and, and some of these places are not that far from you and you may have a nice time and, you know, may not be the major leagues, but you're definitely getting a much, I think more humble experience. So it's, um, but yeah, I, I love Cardine's field. It's, you know, when people tell me, Hey Mark, what's, what's, what's one of the strangest ballparks? What's the most interesting Cardine's always pops up. That's pretty much number one that. and and yeah and there's a few other places but i mean cardine's just there's so many things i could tell people about and i was just down in austin texas and my cousin susan her boyfriend they used to live in new he lived in newport with his ex-wife and his daughter was like oh i love newport and i said hey have you been to cardine's field oh yeah that's a great ballpark so like she knew about it so that was that was a nice little talking point so uh before i let you go just uh let people know what why should they come to, to Newport? I think we explained why, but <laughs> why should they attend the game? What um, will they get out of it? Yeah, we uh, we touched upon a lot of a lot of points <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, it starts Recap. starts with the baseball. Um, this is the best 
some of the best players um, in the country, the future major leaguers, um, you know, one of our taglines, kind of the major league stars of tomorrow in Newport today. Um, and it's true. We have 30 guys who have reached the major leagues. Um, so you're getting really, really, really high quality baseball in a setting that is like your local high school or like your local, um, you know, backyard <laughs> pickup game. Um, you're right on top of the action. Uh, that's, that's number one. Number two, we, we keep, it's a family friendly, affordable night, at, at which you can't get many other places um, in the country these days, especially at a sporting event. And we want to keep it that way. We want people to have a safe place to go build memories, build experiences with, with each other and congregate and um, you know, have a really nice evening uh, out together. Uh, that being said, Every inning, every you know, break in the action, we have something going on for the kids. Um, we don't sell alcohol like uh, we touched upon. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's not, it's a very safe environment. Um, even if you want to leave the kids hang, you know, to, to watch them a couple innings, hang out with their friends and go downtown and, and do dinner and have a, uh, you know, an adult night or something, then come oh, back. Yeah. Um, Babysitters. So, yeah. Uh, I would say it's that fun, no, but yeah, no. there's a great, it's a, it's, I've heard it's fun, that before. You know, it's fun yeah. for everybody. Um, you're getting some great baseball. There's a lot of that historic nature uh, behind it and catching a game. Um, you have a great, great uh, geography, great history, great, you know, very, uh, a lot of places in nature you can go visit around here. So, you know, we have a lot, a lot going on here in Newport and we're uh, very proud of it. Happy to be part of the community um, as a little aspect of it and hope that you guys come join us and, uh, and come see what we have going on here. Yeah. And like I said, you're not too far away from uh, Boston, Boston or New, New York, York or Hartford or, you know, it's in Newport for that matter. Philadelphia, yeah. You're right. Four, I mean, five hours. Yeah. And it, it fits in well with a ballpark visit to some other stadiums in the area. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. Pawtucket's gone, but yeah, you know, there's still, there's a, still a few more out there. So, yeah. Absolutely. So Mike, so Mike, I just want to. I, I noticed you have a Mets calendar. Are you a Mets fan? Absolutely. Oh I'm right, me, City Field right behind me. Me Absolutely. too. I, I I saw the Red Sox poster and I'm like, yeah, he's a Red Sox guy. And then he said Long Island, and then I said, oh wait a minute, that's a Mets logo. No, no, no. My nice. uh, my hatred for the Yankees runs pretty deep. <laughs> um, so always growing up, I mean, Mets by you know by leaps and bounds. Yeah. But we were we were always Sox fans growing up too. Um, okay. So, I, yeah, definitely. I love the socks. I just usually well, hate for that. Uh, I yeah, I can tell you what I was rooting for the socks is was in 1986 when no, I was a small little pup watching the Mets game no. six. I haven't had to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I I don't know. This is the I, year you got to believe. I, I tell you, it feels it feels like those 80s teams. You know, maybe not quite there yet, but definitely on the right step. So. Uh, let's uh, yeah. let's let's hope Buck gets gets uh, gets everything going, and let's hope uh, Jake is back in full form after the All Star break. Mm -hmm. He looked mm -hmm. good last night in Syracuse, so we need him. And let's hope Alonzo starts crushing a little bit more. Keeps crushing. Keeps well. He he yeah keeps crushing. I just uh, bomb twenty fourth. Yeah. I think right twenty fourth. I mean he's all about that 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 uh yeah he was uh, a little bit off the last last 10 games but yeah everybody goes through their streaks you're a slug i mean you're a slugger you got 24 jacks yeah. before the seat the, i know the well, I, 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 I mean, that, that's where you want to be i'm gonna tell you there's some met fans that they, they're never they're not happy you know i mean yeah With what? It, 
they're they're concerned about Atlanta coming back, and they're concerned that Atlanta was like a one and a half games, and the Mets are going to choke up the lead, or they they lost one nothing to Cincinnati. Like they want to see the Mets sweep teams. They want to see the Mets. Uh, they want to see Lindor. Mets fans because they don't they know who the Mets are. That's yeah, the, yeah, so. you, yeah. You I'm get happy. a lot of you get a lot of Mets fans that are just like all oh, doom and gloom, and I get it. I can get like that at times. Like I got upset when the Mets lost to Seattle a few months ago, and somebody goes, "Dude, it's April, relax." And I said, "Yeah, maybe I do need to yeah, relax." Got a good team this year. Yeah, no, you're right, and you know, and it's Major League Baseball. People don't yeah. realize that every every night these guys are going out. And you're right. The caliber yeah. of baseball they're playing. I mean, they're they're facing 90, 95, yeah. you know, upwards of hundred miles per hour, yeah. whoever they're they're facing. So Four. no game's an easy game. No, uh, no. And to do what they're doing right now is spectacular and yeah. fun to watch. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, they're continue. what they're 22 games above 500 and, and people are complaining. It's like anybody if somebody said, Hey, the Mets will be in first place, maybe three, four games up on the Braves at the all-star break, Lindor would be fifth in, in the league in RBIs or fourth, you'd take it. Right. Pe- people are upset with him. Oh, we should have kept Jimenez. He's batting 300 for Cleveland, and, and we have his contract. I mean, but he's he's performing. He's yeah, he's batting 240. Performing the playoffs. That's when you perform. Yeah. When you're That's paying good. when you're paying stars because the, so the difference is um, with good players, and you know that we trade away and not superstar players like Lindor mm-hmm. is you pay those guys to perform in the playoffs. You can do whatever you want in the regular season hit 300, hit 330. But if you haven't been there, Lindor's been there before. He knows the bright lights. Yes, he knows the, the World pressure Series. of the playoffs. So I'm I'm okay with him hitting 250 in the regular season going into the playoffs because I'm more confident in somebody like that than, yeah. um, you know, second or third year guy who's having a good year in the regular season. Yeah. And, and then a few months ago, I had uh, Jared Kelnick's father on here for a podcast. Oh, and cool. uh, we brushed upon. I, I didn't realize that until he mentioned his son. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're Jarrett's father. That mm. was another source of uh, of irony, uh, of anger for Met fans. Ah, oh, we traded him for Cano. Ah, we, we lost that trade. And Diaz is, you know, blown, you know, killing it this year. So it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Being a Met fan. I just I just want to see mm. I want to see my team consistently win. Kind of like the Red Sox. You may have a few off years, but then you get back, uh, you know. And I just, I just want to see the Yankees tank. Like I, I cannot stand the Yankees. I know no, they shouldn't get the to Reds me. Took but them for two out of three, huh? Yeah, the Reds took them for two out of three. I mean, who, who knew that? Who, who, who saw that coming? But see, I, I tell certain Met fans of a, a younger generation. I remember the 1980s. Those were great years for the Mets. They dominated the sports world. They should have won at least one more World Series. But you know, I get it. You know, I, yeah, I talk to Yankee should've fans. Won Fifteen too. They sh- oh God, fifteen! My wife still gets mad at me because we were out on Halloween and I mm-hmm. went home. I remember? Oh I yeah. S- I'm watching the game. I'm like, damn, I'm going home. Watching that ball, watching that ball go on under Daniel Murphy's glove. Oh, Murphy! Oh, and then Murphy. That game, you're up two nothing in the ninth. Oh, you're you're bringing back some bad memories. Oh yeah, here. don't let's not do that. I was yeah. having a good day, man. I yeah, my my wife, she's like, we, we, let's, wife, try, let's end this thing on a high note. My wife tells me that I don't get emotional with her. The only thing I get emotional about are Met games. <laughs> so yeah. she thinks I go, Hey, the Mets were here first. So, all right. Yeah. Hey, I'll start using that for, yeah, exactly. For, first place. We're up. We're up three and a half on the Braves. Yeah. Gulls are in first place. We got to get in first place. And keep rolling. Yep. And Absolutely. let's just keep rolling. It's a long season. And hopefully in October we're, we're celebrating. So yep. hopefully you have me back on then. 
All right. You know, I will bring you back on. We'll just talk about the Mets. I have no problem doing that. In fact, that'd be, uh, that'd be a nice little dream. All -hmm. right, Mike, Michael, thank you for coming on. And uh, thanks for having me. Best of luck to the rest of the season. And if you haven't been to Cardines field and you are somewhere near Newport, or you're thinking about taking a trip, if you're living in New Jersey where I'm from, and you're thinking, oh, what can I do with my kids? Go up to Newport, check out a game, and, and check out the scenery out there. Uh, plenty of stuff to do for the kids and for the adults. So, all right. Thanks, thanks again. Thanks again. Right. We'll, we'll see you again up here real soon. Hopefully. All right. Thank you. Take care. All righty. Bye now. Bye. All right. That was Mike Falcone, Michael Falcone from uh, your your Newport Gulls baseball and fellow Met fans. So that's awesome to talk a little Mets baseball. Of course, I, I think by the time this episode airs live, uh, it may be after the all-star break. So uh, ooh, let's hope the Mets are like seven games up on the Braves, those pesky Braves. I don't know who I get annoyed with more, the Braves or the Yankees. Because even when the Mets in the late 90s had Piazza and Bobby Valentine and Leiter and, and Ventura and Olerud and all those cats, uh, they, you know, they couldn't really get past the Braves in that division. Ugh. But, yeah, it, it's tough being a Met fan, uh, especially if you don't remember 69 or 86 or you don't remember a certain era. Um, but. That's that's what it's like being a fan, you know, and, and that that's and I'm going to get off subject here. But I mean, some people really get into politics like they go on Facebook and they just start babbling nonsense or their political beliefs. And I'm up there posting stuff about the Mets. <laughs> so I'm glad that I'm not doing that on the political aspect. But yes, Newport goals. You can check out my video on YouTube. It's uh, it's from a few years ago. Beautiful, old just quirky ballpark. And I think I do a nice job of setting things up. And that was before I was really recording ballparks for the site. I was just there recording bits and pieces, but I was up there with Stephen key who, uh, who, I don't know if he still writes for stadium journey, but he was like, man, this PA announcer is uh, something else. You got to record him. (laughs) I think part of us were trying to annoy him just to see what he would tell us. Like we just wanted him to give us a look and tell us to, you know, buzz off. Cause he looks like he would do that to you. So, so Don is 89. God bless him. God bless him. My father is going to be 93 this year. Uh, would love to take my dad up to a game and, and him and Don can just talk about the good old days when they were young. And, you know, Don would probably talk about baseball. And my dad would probably talk about soccer. So that would be a fun little, uh, That'd be a fun little conversation. Plus, my dad needs to get out and, and hang out with people his own age. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, my dad's not the biggest baseball fan. I can do a podcast on that. I, I may do that one day, maybe for Father's Day, where we talk about how some dads take their kids out and play catch with or teach them how to swing a bat or teach them how to bunt or steal. And, you know, my dad would take me to Shea Stadium and he'd bring a book to read. Or, you know, he would tell me, okay, I'll take you to the best baseball game, but no doubleheader. I don't want to, I don't want to see a doubleheader. Or he, I took him to a Vermont, hold on. (coughs) Took him to a Vermont Lake Monsters game. And he's sitting next to me and he's like, I really don't understand this game. 
Like he hits the ball, but he doesn't run. I said, well, that's a foul ball. Well, why is that a foul ball? I said, because those are the foul lines and it didn't go. I'm like, my God, my dad really doesn't understand this game. (laughs) It's so, and and I get it. I I watch cricket. I don't understand what's going on there. And I would probably have the same questions. You know, that's why my dad likes soccer. Me, he and I can watch soccer. He gets into it fast paced moving, but baseball and American football are the two sports he really can't stand. So fortunately, thankfully I like baseball. I don't know how that happened, but uh, that's why I do the ballpark hunter podcast. That's why I go to different ballparks. And that's why I uh, try to bring some nice conversations to the world of baseball podcast. I am not the only one. You can check out other guys like Ed Rivera on the dad hat chronicles. You can check out Paul Caputo. He does um, baseball by design. He actually has like several people on. He talks more about the logos and the designs and he gets the design team studios on his shows uh, to have those conversations. So he does a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, and then um, Twitter, you got guys like Zach Beeson, who I think every day has a, a hat. I wonder how many hats he has. So I'm going to, I'm going to test, I'm going to give him a little exit ticket. You know how teachers give out exit tickets to their kids. Uh, Zach, how many baseball caps do you have? Please tell me Zach Beeson. And all you have to do is reply to me in a mail with the number. And that way I know you listen to this podcast and I may do that every day and I may not do it at the end. I may do it in between. <laughs> no, he's, he's a really good listener and I appreciate you listening, Zach. Uh, I don't know how many other people are listening. I don't have numbers per se, but uh, you, you gotta, you gotta give a shout out to those who listen. Cause I would, I wouldn't be here without some of you guys who uh, appreciate the asking me for stickers and, giving me shout outs. Uh, Spencer Collins is another person. Uh, he has a YouTube page where it's um, he goes on different uh, stadium tours and he, he does the same thing I do, but he, he gives you a lot more information and voiceover. So he does an excellent job and he's, he's going to crush it. He's going to get a thousand people much sooner than I did. Uh, he's also much younger than me. So he probably will be doing this for a long time. Uh, but he, he does a great job uh, with his page and who knows, maybe one day he'll start a podcast. Cause that's how it happens. You do one thing, somebody tells you to do something else. And then the next thing is you're, you're kind of hitting your stride. So I do this for the love and thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next time. So until then check me out on stadiumjourney.com. Uh, Check me out on Ballpark Hunter on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Until next time, folks, stay safe, stay merry, happy journeys.